0: We are back on the TV podcast. I am Jason Snell, and with me is Dan Morin. Hi, Jason. We are in the same room together. We just watched, literally, we're in Montreal, Canada. We just watched Mummy on the Orient Express, episode a, of Doctor Who.
1: Another one of those perfectly, like, on-the-nose titles. So, like, we're not going to mess around. There's a mummy on the Orient Express.
0: <laughs> it's like, they could have done Vampire on the Orient Express, but it wouldn't be a funny title.
1: It w- no, it wouldn't have been as good I think so I think it's, uh, I don't know they, Also the whole imagery works in the time period I feel like a mummy on the Orient Express You know, that you've got that whole sort of uh, Turn of the 20th century vibe You know, 1920s With the Tutankhamen t- being Yeah, and all the fashion excavated. of yeah.
0: the people The way people are dressed is Even though it's in space It's of that It's the style. only Orient
1: Express in space, as we learned
0: Yes, yeah, except no substitutes <laughs> For the Orient Express. This was, you know, this season of Doctor Who, I, I feel like the producer's hand is really uh, visible in trying to keep it varied, like keep the variety. Last week, Kill the Moon, such a different tone. Absolutely. from the and And different from the week before that and different
1: from the week before that. But there's a consistency to it, I think, in terms of at least the way the Doctor is portrayed, regardless of what situation you put him in that varies but there's a there is a through line
0: that's the beauty of doctor who is that it is i mean i think i've said this before but it's an anthology show with regular characters i mean right. that's the and some shows are like that so the doctor provides continuity and clara provides continuity even as the tone and the topic can be completely different at least we have with peter capaldi we have
1: him being abrasive and saying things that he probably shouldn't, but that are true, but are, he probably shouldn't say. He started reminding me a lot more, and especially in this episode, I think in particular of of Christopher Eccleston. Hmm. Um, and Eccleston had a little bit more of an upbeat nature, I think, going for him. Um, but Capaldi's slight awkwardness in and bluntness, I think, reminds me very much of the Ninth Doctor, um, and that's been interesting to watch. I also feel like you know, without being delving too much into somewhat sensitive issues, but, you know, this doctor you might almost describe him as on the spectrum. <laughs> There's a certain amount of yeah. I, I thought the 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 point which that tweet to here is right at the beginning of the episode where he talks about Clara has this half sad, half happy smile that he doesn't like and because he can't understand it. He can't read it. And to me, that, you know, the idea of the he has trouble with emotions, he has trouble with people, and that, you know, he's sort of clueless and detached in that way. And I thought it's a very interesting portrayal in that.
0: Are you, are, are you a genius or are you just tor- horribly arrogant? And he says, on a good day, I'm both. <laughs> no, Capaldi, you know, and, and uh, Jenna Coleman provide the continuity for uh, some wildly different Episodes. I started this episode being very confused because in the last episode we saw her tell him off, and it's only a few minutes in when we realize this is there. They decided to do what, like one last send off and end it on a nice final adventure instead. Uh, but it's interesting because we don't see that; we just see right. them together again. And after last week, I was a little surprised that. That we didn't get an adventure where you know he has a reason to come to her and all that, and and you get the sense that maybe he, you know, came to her and groveled a little bit and said, "Come on, let's give this one go," because she 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 told him off and told him never to come back, and he did come back obviously because
1: now or she doing went back thing. to him. It's unclear. But
0: but she, how can she? He doesn't live anywhere. He's in the TARDIS, right? I think if the phone works. Oh, you're right. She you're doesn't right. have the phone. She can call him.
1: Yeah, apparently, lots of people have the Tardis's phone number, as we learned in this episode.
0: I, I liked the um, I liked the anachronism that although we get to see the, the Orient Express right at the beginning before we see that it's in space, the singer, the torch singer, the twenties singer is singing "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen. That made me laugh, and then we see that it's in space, and this is a callback to that uh, at the end of the of the Big Bang. Uh, the two-part Matt Smith's first two-part season finale. He gets the call about the murderous Egyptian goddess on a on the Orient Express in space, and that was actually referenced here, where Peter Capaldi basically I'd says it's been they've been trying to get me here. They even called the TARDIS once. Um, they've been trying to entice me. And I, I feel like that's a nod to basically say, if this sounds like that phone call that Matt Smith got, that's because it is the phone call that Matt Smith that was, got.
1: Stephen Moffat just had too many ideas and yeah. couldn't fit them all into Well, that was episode. too good
0: <laughs> to just have be a line, a throwaway line in an episode. We should do a whole episode about the <laughs> Orient Express in space. And so here it is. Um, I, I liked... I mean, obviously, this episode is two is trying to do two things. It is trying to tell us the story of the Doctor and Clara's relationship mm-hmm. and how it's progressing and where we lead from this being their last hurrah to her saying at the end, her lying at the end, in fact, and say and saying that Danny Pink says it's okay for me to stay. It's like, my boyfriend was the problem. It's not me. I'm fine with this, but he's a problem. Right. And now she's using him as a foil to say, oh, no, it turns out it's fine. We can keep traveling. So there's that that progression that happens here and then uh, simultaneously we have this um you know horror movie-esque plot of a mummy that is killing people, people in 66 seconds
1: well i you know and i really i kind of enjoyed that it reminded me a little bit we've seen some of these it's hard calling them bottle episodes but there are sort of like we're in a confined space we're dealing with a monster or well it's based under threat. siege basically it's the classic right but you know, we're trapped of, and- uh, midnight uh, whether they're on, yeah. the, uh, on the in the little rover that goes yeah, over the yeah. planet. There's a few Doctor Who episodes that are kind of like that. The TARDIS is taken out of the equation, right? Um, you know, there's no way to escape essentially, so we're stuck with, you know, here's this monster, and the Doctor has to stop this monster from killing everybody else. Um, and I think they've played a lot with these little, the Stephen Moffat, like, don't do this, or, like, setting, like, little weird, like, time limits. Like, oh, it can only do things when you're not looking at it. Oh, it can only do things if you listen to it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it can only do things if you can, if you like, 66 seconds. Well, this is different (laughs)
0: in that there's this bizarre time limit, which is sort of fascinating, and they're like, oh, well, this is an old legend that happens that... That is strangely specific, but that's the beauty of it is that then the doctor says, why is it 66 seconds? Is that like a recharge time? And he's, he's trying – I mean through this episode what we're seeing is the doctor is work. he's doing what he does. He works the problem mm-hmm. and he's trying to figure it out. And because he's alien and this is the, the power of that is as this episode goes along and people die, Clara gets really upset because at the end she says uh, – because we have our, our friend Miss Pitt – And he says, basically, tell her I can save her. And and he's, can you save her? No, of course I can't. And and he's telling her to tell her a lie. But I I really like that moment where he says at the end, well, no, if I hadn't figured it out, she would have died. I would have learned something. And then they would have tried to get the next person, and I would have tried. And, you know, it's cold because he's like, I'm going to let people die in order to learn enough to save everyone else. But isn't that Doctor
1: Who? Well, it's not the
0: first time we've seen that this season. I mean, the <laughs> no.
1: Dalek—remember the same thing where he has no. the the guy swallow the yeah. pill. And no, I can't save you. But you no, know, more than once
0: we've seen we've seen him sacrifice, sacrifice people, yeah. knowing he can't. It's not really even a sacrifice. He knows he can't save them, and he doesn't try because he knows he, he's ahead of the story. He knows he needs data. The, that's the idea. Is like the murderer is how he learns to stop the murderer. And that's fascinating. And it really is the history of Doctor Who is that you know, a doctor shows up and people die, and then he figures it out. And what the interesting spin is the character that, like, Clara's been locked in a room with Miss Pitt for a while. She's kind of gotten attached to her.
1: And now the doctor is like, well, she's going to die. It's fine. And
0: Clara doesn't like that.
1: But this is the doctor's life. Well, and that's interesting for her role because I thought of, you know, we've been thinking Clara this year as his conscience, right? And I think you know that moment where he asks her to lie and she does it and she does it and i'm coming back like well that's not something your conscience should really no. do right and that no and she's I, thinking like the doctor she's thinking like right. we got to we got to work the problem we got to get out of this and that is sort of you know connects to the idea of her lying about Danny and coming back Yeah. You know, we're starting to see her make compromises
0: well it's and it, it is i mean i have to say it it is every Doctor Who story, right? Like, Clara... I I love the fact that Clara, I think more than maybe any other companion, because she had her perspective on, like, the Doctor's entire life, she understands how the show works. She understands how the Doctor works. And so she has that moment where she she realizes this is what we need to do. If we're going to solve this, I'm just going to tell her it's going to be okay. And then we're going to... And in the end, Miss Pitt is saved because the Doctor figures out something to do and puts the curse on himself. So... He says – that's a nice setup because early on he says, I wish I could see it. Right. Because because if he had enough data, he could figure this out. And he tries to get people to tell him and they can't see. It's a little Sherlock-like, right, right. where it's like I can't – you aren't seeing what I would see if I could see
1: this thing. And so right. he finally just says, I'm going to take it on. And then he figures it out. Well, he but- also says he will take it on, right? Like he alludes earlier in doing, being the arrogant part too. You know, if I could see this in a minute, I can totally beat him. Yeah, which
0: he does. Which he does. Which he does. But Clara plays along and says, okay, this is what we're doing. We're working the problem, which is there's going to be death and destruction all around the doctor. But
1: in the end, he's going to save more people, even if a few people die. Well, and the fascinating setup in this case to the whole, you know, working the problem thing is he and everyone else who's on that train is brought there to do just that. Which is to say, they're trying that, to figure out how to kill this that thing. That was a
0: really nice twist where all of the artifice of the Orient Express drops away and it becomes like a lab. And it turns out the reason all the doctors and scientists, which, again, that's one of those bits of dialogue that seems extraneous at the time. Yeah. Oh, you're another doctor. Uh, there are a lot of those on this trip, is that somebody is trying to figure out what the story is with this legendary killer and how you stop it, and the doctor figures out, which Which also was a nice callback. I mean, obviously this was all set up properly, that the doctor, when he says, I surrender, right. and the, the soldier salutes, and that's the end, earlier one of the characters had said, you know, the legend says if you say the right thing to him, he won't kill you. And so that's exactly, obviously this is a thing that happens, is these soldiers have gotten... You know, taken out of time or misplaced with their technology, and this is what this is the result, but it was it was all properly set up, which i thought was I thought was interesting and it, and it really is just a showcase for the doctor to solve the mystery
1: and I was trying to figure out if this is a a hook into the overarching arc. it seemed kept, very distinct from I kept
0: that. waiting for some of the people who died. I actually started to wonder if this was going to be directly connected to the arc, where like these people died and went directly to the promised land and that this was that the person it, it, it may be cuz all we have is like the voice uh on the, the uh, on the computer who but, sounded like Arthur Dent from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> TV
1: series although i'm not sure it was him that was but- and But it doesn't it, – and yet it seems so distinct in some ways uh, just based on, like, what we've seen of that plot so far because that plot has been very consistent in the way that it's portrayed. And this seems very different to me. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if it hooks into that or if there will be – if this is something that will hook into, hey, we'll get back to this next season. Maybe yeah. Maybe this is a multi-year thing where Yeah, there's...
0: the fact that we never reveal who's behind it. Yeah. That The the, the, what's, the villain who stopped is the the mummy who's actually...
1: I mean, he's killing it's more people. More a science experiment than anything else. But
0: but who is behind it all?
1: Other, right. other than the... You I kind of dig that we didn't get an answer. Like, they could have pulled Gus, up the curtain. Gus, the computer, the, is yeah.
0: not the mastermind here, right? right? Could,
1: they could have pulled up the curtain at the end and just said, you know, hey, let's... here's It's this thing, right? It's this and, alien. Yeah. And yeah and that would Take that alien. That would have been unsatisfying, I think. But I, I like the idea of something that sort of spans potentially more time here and it honestly it seemed more interesting to me than the ongoing plot is right now but hey we haven't seen that come to fruition yet right 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 no it was it was uh
0: i liked i liked the overlay here that that this is a show and an episode that you know it knows what it is it knows that it's got two layers going on. It's got a fairly standard Doctor Who... I mean, again, I like the trappings. I like that it's... Uh, it was the, done better
1: than some of the other ones we've seen. Yeah. I mean, like, you can put the train, Curse of the Black on the Spot train. on the same pattern. And I suppose. Obviously much, well, I'm on this thing. What's going on? Oh, there's a secret. Oh, it has to do with technology, yeah. etc. But it doesn't... It, that was badly executed, and this was well executed, this in my really opinion. This
0: really was. I mean, you go, you get the atmosphere of the of the murder on a train. Absolutely. It reminded me a little bit of the Agatha Christie episode, only in the sense that it's like that, where it's just like, hey, you like these
1: kinds of stories. Let's tell a story in the style of this story. And there's even, I mean, there are, I feel like, even some more distinct Agatha Christie references. Again, not the first time we've seen Agatha Christie yeah. <laughs> referenced in the show, but um, it's very... Uh, uh, and then there were none, which involves sort of the picking off of people one by one yes. by a mysterious force. And then also I kind of dig that they inverted the murder on the Orient Express, which is to say, spoiler alert for a book that's like 80 years old. <laughs> yeah. But in that one, everybody's the murderer, basically. And in this one, everybody works to solve it. Um, and so it sort of right. inverts that that trope there, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um...
0: I I wrote down some things that I that I, I really liked. Um I liked the recurring uh the doctor wanting really wanting to tell Clara about the planet that's entirely shrubs. I thought that was really funny, and she stops him because she's got important things and and he says, "Can I talk about my thing now?" <laughs> I like that the childlike part of the doctor, where he's like, he's really good at telling you trivia about yeah. the universe, and less good at
1: feelings. I like that. I like that scene too, actually, because I love the sentiment of, "Oh, I remember there used to be planets all the way up to there." It's oh yeah, like, that, where the black hole right. was. It's and like, I was wondering oh. if that was—is this going to be a plot thing, or is this just a throwaway thing? No, yeah. it's just a throwaway it's thing, just... and I'm totally okay with that. I well, like that's that funny do...
0: joke of like, I remember when this when the shopping mall was just a field. Exactly. Exactly. It's like right. I remember when this black hole with all this gas was planets all over the place and it's the place is terrible now it's yeah, ruined gone, to, gone to pot. that was really good there was the um what are you a doctor of and he says that's a question that is not asked often enough that was really really funny
1: <laughs> let's say what intestinal parasites
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah and 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 he says miss pitt was right about you because she called him a, a liar. liar and the yeah. and the captain is perceptive enough to realize that he's lying about
1: that i really like the psychic paper Which seems to misfire slightly on this episode. He's the mystery shopper. I'm your worst nightmare, and his worst nightmare is a basically undercover, like, reviewer, essentially. Yeah,
0: I'm the mystery shopper. Um, I like there's a scene where the doctor talks to himself. And he's like, "Well, you know what this sounds like?" Well, yes, it sounds like a monster that's doing. He's like he, because Clara is separate. He decides he's going to be his own companion and have his own little. Well, and there's a nice sort
1: of Victorian or yeah, that that sort of 1920s era farcical thing. Where, it's not quite farcical here, but he goes to knock on her cabin. Oh, yeah, she comes out and goes the other way. Well, he goes to knock on her camera first and then decides not to because he's not going to bug her and then he goes away and then she comes out. It's like the running through different doors And
0: because she's got – and because the overarching storyline, it's richer because he's basically saying, look, she doesn't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go do this myself. And she
1: still wants to do it. And he tries to sort of recruit a replacement in the form of the engineer, which I kind of enjoy. I like that character, especially that scene where they first are both in the, the baggage compartment and sort of eyeing each other, trying to figure out exactly what one another are up to yeah a suspicious man might say you know
0: yeah and then they realize that they're of a kind and then at the end it comes back where he says well you know you could yeah. you could stick around and he says no or do you, you know, know, know anyone who could stick around Right. And he says that i don't know this job this sort of job could change a man maybe but, several times but i
1: yeah <laughs> nice nice regeneration joke i also like the bit in the middle where he walks out of the after the the captain refuses to help him and you know, the engineer hands him the manifests and the blueprints and all of that. Yeah. You say, Oh, you're a little too prepared for this. That's right. I'm the mummy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a great just great dilemma, yeah. maybe and then, I'm the mummy, sir. <laughs> yeah. And then he and then he says, Or perhaps I've been thinking about this myself, right? So it's he's like kind he's, of and that is nice because it is sort of an analogue of like, okay, he's the doctor if the doctor weren't the doctor in well, some ways.
0: You so often in these shows have that only the doctor can be the person who's investigating this and you get the sense from that scene that the engineer Maybe he couldn't have figured it out, but he was trying to figure it out. He was a capable person, right?
1: Which you don't often see in limited said by not being the Doctor, <laughs>
0: right? He doesn't have the sonic, which fails, which is kind of amusing that that he has that moment. The where he- one
1: time where like it does I love when it does all of these other ridiculous things that it shouldn't do, and then the one thing that it should do, which is lock or unlock doors, doesn't work. <laughs> like that's your basic functionality also i
0: think this is the first time where the uh the psychic paper has been uh has been followed up on which is a beautiful moment that, that, that there's there is no mystery <laughs> shopper right because the psychic paper looks legitimate presumably if you called somebody and said is this legitimate they right. would say no nobody ever does that but the captain does that he calls it in and they're like nope nope no sign of a mystery shopper that was a uh that was that was that was pretty funny. Also, I wanted to mention the um, the the doctor brings out what looks to be essentially a cigarette holder, <laughs> and inside are jelly babies individually attached. That made me laugh. That I, was... Well, I, I like that the uh, <laughs> the professor he hands it to doesn't really
1: it doesn't really bat an eye. It's like, oh yeah, all right, bag. I'll
0: have a candy. That that's that's just fine. I kind of
1: want one of those now. I want a cigarette case full of jelly babies.
0: There's a there's a I I like the moment where. Uh, uh, one of the characters essentially breaks the premise and says, "You know, really, it's more of a m- vampire than a mummy." <laughs> it's like, Shh, a vampire. The moment. joke isn't as good that way. That was that was a nice moment. Um, I don't know, the Cl- Clara. I, I suppose we should talk about Clara a little bit more because this is. She talks to Danny a couple of times. She lies for the doctor, and at the well, she end, lied. yeah, well, she lies for the doctor. And at the lies. end, she lies to the doctor and presumably about Danny,
1: also to Danny,
0: right? So presumably, she's lying so. to everyone now because she she has decided that she can't give this up. And and there's that line earlier about being addicted to it, yeah, right.
1: That that you you would get addicted to this, but you and, don't know until you try to give it up. And the doctor's never tried to give it up because yeah, this is what the doctor does. I actually, yeah, I I wondered about that. I want, I mean, his life has
0: been so long. I wondered if he has tried to give it up and doesn't. He doesn't want to talk about it, but like he could have. I think in one of the one of the novels when the show was canceled, the you know there was a novel where Sylvester McCoy ends up like being a professor at some university for a hundred years and then mm. goes back in the TARDIS because he lives a long know. time. He could try to give it up, but you know. That's not what the show is. He's not gonna give it up. <laughs> I mean the only other
1: we do have um, what is it, human nature? Yeah the episode where he becomes human. Just becomes entirely human, yeah. Right. So there is an element of that, but
0: But but that that you know, that goes back to Clara yeah. not giving it up. That 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 I don't know. I mean, do you look at this episode and say, I understand why Clara um, why Clara changes her mind, or
1: is it literally that time has passed
0: and she has too much fun to give it up?
1: It seems very bittersweet because we start with that bit where she's saying, you know, I don't hate you. Um, You know, I could never hate you. Although there is that bizarre where she tries to allude to the song saying, like, don't, you know, hate is too strong an emotion to waste on someone you don't like, which is a little confusing because I'm like, well, did you not like him? But, I mean, I guess the the end result is... I she says, but I don't hate you. Right, I don't hate you. Um, And it's weird because do we see Danny Pink, who I think is very, you know... He is not wrong about his assessment of the doctor, in my opinion. Right, and she kind of wants to, uh, you know, appease him, but is also does seem to have that sort of like thrill-seeking compulsion. Oh yeah, let's she's say.
0: A, she's kind of an adrenaline junkie, and but then again, what we it's consistent with what we've seen of Clara that she's, um she's the companion who lives her life and the doctor fits in the spaces in her life and so it seems like what she's trying to do now is basically say look if Danny's okay with it and I'm okay with it let's just keep doing it and it's fine because she she gets to have her cake and eat it too. Well, she and, lives her life uh,
1: and adventures with the doctor. Until the chickens come home to roost and everybody well, finds yeah. out that she lied to them, which is going to obviously be something that I comes would, to a head at some point. I would think so. I was a little surprised, as you were, I think alluded to at the beginning of the show, that we didn't get – because I felt like when I saw the previews for this – um, and even the poster they put online, I didn't look very closely at it, but I thought Clara was absent from some of them, or at least not heavily featured in the preview of last week.
0: Oh, in the preview, I think it was
1: implied that she wasn't in this episode. Right, and so I was out she is, sitting yeah. there wondering, like, well, that kind of makes sense. The Doctor goes off and has an adventure on his own and decides either that she needs Clara or she you know, decides she wants to change her mind. And they right. sort of, we did get kind of a rapid swing um, and especially from last week, where I think even though stuff had been building up, um, it was kind of I felt like it seems it, sudden. It seems sudden to come to a head in that particular way. I do think it's interesting in the conversation she has with Miss Pitt in the baggage compartment. Or is it with that, or was with something she says with him, or something? There's an illusion at some point, like because she Miss Pitt says, "Is he your boyfriend?" No, he's not. Like that, you know, and. I think at some point she says, I can't keep doing this with you, or I can't keep doing this with him, and I feel like there's still kind of the ghost of Matt Smith hanging out there. It was like, oh, yes. if, this, if this had been the, the last Doctor, I could keep doing this. But
0: When she says, I, I don't hate you, and all that, I keep getting the feeling like of of her history with with Matt Smith's Doctor hanging over this, which is like... You know, how much of this is she's tied to the Doctor, but she doesn't like this one as much as the last one? And how much of it is that she just can't give up? I mean, she says she doesn't she doesn't hate him. She doesn't say she likes him. And that, mm. that's a question is, you know, is she willing to compromise because the adventures are too good? Or, I mean, the charitable answer is, is she willing to look at... What he does, which initially frustrates her, which is he's lying to Miss Pitt about saving her, but then seeing what he really is doing, which is he is there to save as many people as he can, and that you can get upset about the fact that some people died, or you can accept the fact that everybody else didn't. And, you know, that is what they're going for here is that is that in the end she sees that he is trying his best in his own inimitable, weird, alien
1: way to save as many people as he possibly can. And I think the keystone scene to that is that scene on the beach after they get off the train. So everybody passes out. The, or the rocks, I the, guess. The computer starts you know, draining the air out of the compartment. Right. And then we see the ship explode as the doctor is fiddling with the teleporter thinking he can get this on. We don't see him right. get everybody off. We see... Clara wake up on this on the rocks rocks and he says and she asks him did you save everybody and he's like no I just saved you and left everybody else to suffocate (laughs) (laughs) and there's I mean when they first wake up there and the fact that we cut away from that made me wonder until we basically see the engineer like I basically was wondering like is he telling the truth or did he let everybody else die because it would not have been out of character for this doctor to be like all right Teleporter only takes two. I'm going to take me and Clara. I'm like, I'm not going to feel any remorse or compunction about that.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's the difference between Clara's concern about what this doctor is and what and the fact that he really is the doctor. And, of course, he saved everybody. And even, I mean, the way Capaldi does that and says sarcastically, no, I let everybody else suffocate. I mean, you have that moment of like, oh, right, it's the doctor. Of course he saved but everybody. But also the line,
1: could. I think Clara, he says essentially um, – You know, would it make you feel better to pretend that that's what I was doing, was trying to, you know, save... Miss Pitt. Miss Pitt. Right. And that's that's a particularly incisive line, and you can feel like that's kind of getting to the heart of it, is... Does Clara really go along with the way that he does things, or does she want to see this idealized version of him that's, you know... Going to do the impossible and save everybody every time.
0: Right, right, right. Can you accept the fact that where you, when you go, when you travel with the doctor, he's going to go to places where some people are going to die, even though he's going to end up with saving as many people as he can. And this goes back to the, you know, don't travel with the doctor because death follows him. It's like, does does death really follow him, or does he go into situations
1: where some people are going to die and and salvage? The doctor lies. Well, that's true too. Um, But I I think, you know, looking at the continuum of all of the Doctors in the modern era, uh, you know, especially, I think we saw that very early on with with the Ninth Doctor that people died, you know, and then we get everybody lives. Right. that, that, That meant something at that point because so many people had died up to that point. And then I felt like there was times in 10 and 11 where more people survived. they they went for the happier ending sometimes right. and it did he did save everybody when it seemed impossible and he sort of pulled it out the last moment. And sometimes I felt like that cheapened things because it, it did feel like, oh you're you know, we're gonna have the fairy tale ending. Right. And it's interesting to see us go back to the point where as as the doctor says here Sometimes all you have are bad choices, but you still have to choose. Yeah,
0: I love that. That was that was the line of the of the episode, I think. And yep. that, that that's him in a nutshell and that that Clara has to accept that. That he's um he's making in these situations, he is making the best of bad situations sometimes, and you can't blame him
1: for the fact that it's bad. And he doesn't he doesn't try to coddle her or Dissemble about how his methods work. Where no. I think some of the other doctors had that yeah. tendency to be like, oh, "Of course, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do this." And he's just like, "Nope, she's dead."
0: Whether yeah. whether he, it's the doctor or whether it's just sometimes I think it's just because Clara is so good at this that he's decided to. I guess we'll have to see if Peter Capaldi has another companion. How he how he interacts with her, but the the incent the, the sense I get from Clara is like, you know, Clara's. Clara gets what this is about, and so he just doesn't try
1: Dissembled, to yeah.
0: dissemble about it. He just says this is what it is. And that makes it, I suppose, harder to be a companion because you're fully exposed to like, everything the Doctor brings along with it. But at the same time, he's giving her immense credit and saying, look, you know how this, you know how this works. I'm not going to hide this stuff from you. It's really interesting. I mean, I've come to really like Clara this season, and Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I like her is because the power dynamic between her and the Doctor is so different, that that he is her hobby, she is living her own life, and that she gets what the Doctor's about, and it frustrates her, obviously, but this episode seems to be saying... You know, and you could argue that it's a big swing. I think it is. It was a big swing at the end of last episode, and it's a big swing back this episode. But I guess it's, what it's arguing is she can't give it up. You know, she she has to accept that this is what it's like. If she wants to do this, it's going to be like this. But I right. love that she gets it all and that he is not trying to hide it from her. That she she is... As fully realized and as fully in charge of her own destiny of a companion as
1: we've ever seen. And what's fascinating about that is that's the point of contention in last week's episode— when he does hide things, yeah, that's, he where, doesn't, the, that's where the problems come yeah. in. Yeah, and, and you, you
0: and I were talking before we started. I don't think we're either of us were as enthusiastic about Kill the Moon as no. the, the people who, who did the podcast last <laughs> week, which I was glad for because it's taken me a week to even try to work through my feelings. I still don't really know how I feel about that episode. But it did seem like out of character for the Doctor to do that and putting it all on Clara like that. Although you could argue that maybe that's part of the story, which is he he trusts her so much that he's just going to let her do it yeah. and that he doesn't even need to be there like you're a human you get it you take care of it and he takes off i i think it's problematic but but in the in the story of the doctor and clara it's not unreasonable because yeah. she you know she's basically like the doctor she she's, it, she's his resident he's like yeah. the, the medical the yeah. attending and physician in, <laughs> and in a way very unlike how rose or martha were treated where they were you know like rose is portrayed as being like really into the doctor's lifestyle and all of that but that that relationship seemed very different than than mm-hmm. this is the Ro, rose was infatuated with she loved the doctor and with clara it is different it's like he wants her around because she's good and she wants to do it because it's fun but that's it. Like, she doesn't have this, oh, doctor, I, I have to be with you. She just, you know, she's got her own life and does this because it's like, like, it's like going mountain climbing on the weekend or right. something.
1: It's an extreme sport.
0: Yeah, it is. Time travel is an extreme sport. <laughs> Anything else we should talk about before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, we did have next week's promo, which is uh, I've already forgotten. I think this is the Doctor Light
0: episode. I think uh, the promo was. I, I, they're getting better with these promos. Yeah, they're they're I, very
1: misleading. Now. I
0: think this episode, the one next week, is the one where there there are pictures of like the the Doctor like it's shrunk down or something. But all we know is like it's sort of looks scary looking and there's like something that's eating dimensions or... Oh, tri- there's like or little like two...
1: Di- yeah, there's little two-dimensional creatures. Yeah, are-
0: yeah. So it looked really, really spooky. But I think this is like a Doctor Light episode where, where it's more Clara than the Doctor. And then there's another... I think that's because the, they double-banked this year like they did last year. But I don't know. It looked... It Look, all I can tell you is we're really deep into the season now, and I don't think there's been a bad episode. I think there have been some episodes I have problems with, including Kill the Mo- Moon and maybe the first episode and the, the Robin Hood episode wasn't fantastic. But but I I really like how rich and complex this season has been. And right. the fact that we can debate whether Kill the Moon was good or not and all the issues that are in it, I mean – there are bad Doctor Who episodes where yep. you just write it off and are like, "Well, that was bad." Hopefully, next week will be better. And I don't, I don't feel this year. You know, you might not like them all, but I feel like all of them have a claim to being I rich and interesting. I haven't tuned out
1: of any episode, no,
0: or just written it off as like, "Well, this is silly," right? Yep. And and last year, most of the season was like that, I yep. would say. So, so
1: I, I'm i still very bullish on this season. I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to the rest of it. I'm kind yeah. of intrigued to see where we've set up a lot of balls in the air with yeah. Clara and, and Danny and the Doctor's relationship. Yeah. And with whatever's going on with the Promised Land. And so I'm interested to see how that pays off in the back yeah. half.
0: Yeah. All right. Well... We will keep watching next week, and there'll be another episode. And thanks to everybody out there for listening to the TV Flash podcast about Doctor Who. Mummy, I want to say it again, mummy on the Orient Express. (laughs) Are you my mummy? (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.